Okay, maybe next to COVID and Omicron, the one topic we keep returning to, keep coming back to time and time again, is housing prices. And they're back in the news again today because, believe it or not, they are still on the rise here in the early part of 2022. Here's personal finance expert Rabina Ahmed Hawk, who joins us now for more on this here on Global News Radio. Hey, Rabina, happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, too. All right. Just when we thought they couldn't get any higher, yes, housing prices are up early part of 2022 and I guess the last quarter, last part of 2021. Is it just a simple case of demand? Is that stripping supply here? If you look in any neighborhood, Jeff, uh, in pockets of the GTA, for example, uh, you drill down, there's like one or two homes available per neighborhood, if even that. So it absolutely is a supply issue. So what happens in um, housing markets like this is that on one side, you've got buyers with, you know, maybe they have deep pockets or at least access to a, a lot of money because of low interest rates. So they're willing to pay more and more. But then you've got owners who are thinking, should I wait a little bit longer before I sell? If I sell, where am I going to go? So there's a lot of fear on the other side too, that you're going to sell at the wrong time, or you're not going to be able to find something that's going to suit your needs. So a lot of uh, sellers are basically sitting and waiting and seeing whether this is the kind of market that they want to get involved with. I mean, you may feel really great selling your place for 10, 20% more than you listed it for, but if you don't have a plan of where you're going to go, uh, you may not actually make any money at all. Right, because you get a buy, right? On the other side, if you sell your house, you're going to need somewhere to move or to uh, live. And this latest uh, uh, price survey from Royal LePage, I mean, I don't know if there is a bad time to sell right now because, Rubina, it's saying the average price for a home in Canada increased. How about this? 171% year over year in the fourth quarter of last year. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, it is incredible. Uh, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing gains, double digit gains now, uh, like something like three, four years in a row. Even this year, they're expecting that this Royal LePage survey is expecting that we're going to see double digit gains again. And this is not normal. I mean, normally home prices go up about 6% a year on average. So this is, creating a situation where some people have either given up, they're not going to look for a home anymore, or uh, people are just willing to go more and more into debt in, or in order to afford their home. And a lot of people are making decisions based on uh, emotion. So they just want to get in. They don't care where, they just want to get in. And I've heard some stories of where people, you know, because the closing date's usually 90 days, there's a lot of regret. Like, wow, did I spend more money than I can afford? Because uh, you know, going back and selling it obviously is going to cost them. That's not something that's easy to do. It's a huge purchase and all the same fundamentals when it comes to buying a home remain uh, when you when you purchase a home, even in a hot housing market. Mm -hmm. By the way, sorry, I misspoke there. You're right. It's double digit gain, 17.1%, uh, not 171. 0.1%, yeah, yeah, not 171. <laughs> So no, no. That, that's interesting you bring that up, though. The, the fact that I, I didn't, uh, you know, 17.1% is double digit gains in places, you know, on average, right? So in some places like cottage country, there has been eye popping 40% year over year gains. So it's, I mean, 171 obviously is, is a really a lot, but uh, for it's still, I mean, some of the numbers are, you know, the Sunshine Coast in BC, cottage country, a lot of people have leveraged money out of their primary residence and bought vacation homes thinking, okay, if this pandemic continues, I've got somewhere to go and sort of stretch my feet or stretch my legs. And, um, uh, you know, I don't know long term whether that's the best investment because 
a, a cottage is a second property. When you sell it, you've got to pay capital gains. There's a lot of other uh, personal finance um, points involved when you buy a second home uh, as a vacation home. Okay, so since demand is outstripping supply when it comes to the housing market, I mean, here we are in the dead of winter. It's the middle of January. And typically, as we know, more inventory comes onto the housing market in the spring. So can we expect uh, maybe a bit of a uh, adjustment or downward trend in prices as more houses come on to the market, do you think? Uh, I don't know whether we'll see a downward trend in prices, but I definitely think that there is going to be more with more inventory uh, there's gonna, you won't see as many bids on the same home. So if there's only one home and 40 people looking, you can imagine how many bids come into that one home. But if you've got 10 homes and 40 people looking, then obviously that's spread out over uh, different. And then also, if you know there's inventory, you may wait to see what else comes up on that street. Uh, the number one thing that has to change is really the pandemic, because even though we've seen home prices rise so dramatically during the pandemic, uh, when the pandemic is over and we can get back to normal conditions. That means higher interest rates. That means people doing normal things like going to open houses and taking time to buy a house, not feeling rushed to, to, to get into something because all of a sudden the home that they're in feels really small from a work from homes perspective. Um, that's when we're really going to see prices come down when, when those kind of, those few things align. Uh, you know, this year we may, you know, we may very well next year be talking about another year where we saw double digit gains, but um, that will that will very much hinge on interest rates staying where they are. Joined by personal finance expert Rabina Ahmed Hawk, and just when we thought Rabina life couldn't get any more unaffordable, we are also getting some reporting and word out of Toronto City Hall that uh, the City of Toronto is looking at a property tax increase somewhere in the neighborhood of close to three percent, which roughly is about ninety ninety five dollars uh, more for the average uh, Toronto household. But is this something that uh, families need to start thinking about? Do you think and start budgeting is uh, tax increases, whether it be property or otherwise? Yeah, so inflation is here. We know that life is getting more expensive. We know that food prices, you know, we've talked about this in the past where the average house in Canada may spend up to $1,000 more on grocery costs. Property taxes in, in Toronto, the only reason they would go up is because for three years in a row, the, the budget has seen a shortfall, $1.7 billion, $1.6 billion, and this year again, uh, looking at more than a billion dollars because of all the money that's being spent on COVID efforts. And then on top of it, they don't have much revenue coming in because people aren't taking the major moneymaker, the TTC. And so they've not only seen ridership drop, they've also had to take trains off of off of uh, the, the schedule. And so there's just the TTC is not making them the kind of money that they uh, you know used to depend on in the past. And so that could see property taxes rise for the average uh, average Torontonian. Uh, like like you said, by about $100 a year. Now, if you spread that over 12 months, it's not a huge amount of money, but added on to everything else that's going up. Um, right. you know, I'm giving this example is uh, avocados at Costco. The bag I used to buy was $6.99. I just bought it last week for $9.99. It's the first time inflation basically hit me in the face. And I thought, wow, <laughs> that is a huge increase for something that I've been buying for the last many, many years. And so I think that's happening with a lot of people for a lot of items that they're used to paying X amount for. Holy guacamole. That's a lot for avocados. That's a big, yeah. <laughs> that is like a 40% a big... increase or something. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So do you think not only in Toronto, but for those of us listening in, in this afternoon in London and Hamilton, can they expect, do you think, property tax increases and just general tax increases overall as a 
you know, governments at all levels start to try to figure out how to pay back some of this uh, COVID relief and some of the, the debt that uh, all governments have incurred? There will come a point where on any level, provincial, federal or municipal, they're going to have to manage the money that we have spent on COVID-19. I don't think this is the year that that's going to happen in any dramatic fashion. Maybe we might see a slight increase in property taxes, but we see slight increases in property taxes for all different types of reasons. And even in normal economic economic times, they may raise property taxes because, you know, if they don't they don't continue to raise them at one point, they won't be getting enough property tax to run the city. Uh, I do think that anywhere in Canada, we should brace for higher everything. I mean, it's it's more expensive to do renovations. It's more expensive to grocery shop. It's more expensive to travel. Um, and that should be a conversation that you should be having with your employer about higher salaries, because that's the only way that you can offset that is by making more money. And so if you are changing jobs or if you're in a position where you could ask for a raise, this is the time to do it, because everywhere around us, we're seeing that the cost of living is going up. The way that you can combat that is by making a little bit more money in the job you're in. I don't expect people to go get retrained to do a job that pays more. Uh, but, you know, if the company wants you to work in the city uh, that, that, you know, in the city that they're located in, they, sh- you sh- they should pay you a wage that affords you, uh, you know, a basic apartment, a basic, a basic way of living there. Uh, so, yeah, to answer your question, I think across the country, uh, especially across the GTA, we, we should expect life should, to get more expensive and and taxes is part of that uh, because we do have to pay this more than half a billion dollars, sorry, half a trillion dollars, I apologize, uh, of, of federal debt that we've racked up because of COVID-19. All right. Got to leave it there for now. Rabina, much appreciated as always. Enjoy your weekend. Yeah, you too. Thank you very much, Jeff. You bet. Financial expert Rabina Ahmed Hawk with us, and we're back after this on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.